You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I'm Crystal Iram. I am a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual women. And in today's episode, this is going to be really good. I am going to really be digging into some of the foundations of manifesting in love, law of attraction as it relates to relationships. This is going to be very foundational. So for anyone who has been following my work for a while, if there have been some bits that you feel like maybe I'm missing something or if you don't understand exactly what I'm referring to when I say things like manifesting, you know, what exactly does that mean? How do I even get started with that? This is going to be perfect for you because we are going to break that all down. So yeah, I really want to give a foundation because I talk about some of this stuff. Some of these things you may already know, but repetition is the mother of all learning. So there is no possible harm in hearing this again. And I think that the way that I'm going to explain it and break it all down for you is going to really allow it to sink in a a totally different way. So when anyone talks about law of attraction or manifesting, often when people talk about manifesting, they're referring specifically to the law of attraction. They could also be talking about the other universal laws that go along with it, but the law of attraction is the one that's the most common. If you ever watched The Secret, that is what we're talking about. And here's what it comes down to. Like attracts like. And not just like, oh, we look alike, so we're going to be attracted to each other. It's on an energetic level. All humans are made up of energy, right? So energetically, you are going to be attracted to the other things that are energetically similar to you. So what does this mean? It means When we talk about the energy of someone, what I'm usually referring to is their thoughts and their feelings. Your thoughts and your feelings are what are going to make up your energy. And so that's why no one is ever stuck. Because if you have really low energy one day, if you're just in this place where you find a lot of bad, negative things coming into your life, it doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean that it's going to continue that way forever. It means that right now, the energy that you're emitting is calling these other experiences into your life that are maybe not fully aligned with what you actually want to create. So whenever you shift your energy by shifting your thoughts and feelings, it allows you to create different experiences in your life. It allows you to call in different experiences, allows you to see different experiences. So another way that one might phrase this, if you want to put it in more down-to-earth terms, I know that some people don't like the idea of talking about manifestation or law of attraction. It feels too out there, too spiritual for them. So I'm going to put it in even a different set of terms. But in my mind, it's actually very much the same. And so that's this. We all have a set of beliefs. Our beliefs are formed from the time that we're a child. For many people, it's from the time that we are under the age of seven, really. So we have a set of beliefs, and I call this, as it relates to love, your love blueprint. And so it's all the thoughts and beliefs that you have about love and relationships. And so you've picked these up, and that's that's the basis there that you're now viewing the world. So you have your beliefs, and your beliefs form your thoughts. So every experience that we have, every circumstance that we're in, they're neutral. The reason that they have either a 
positive or negative meaning or connotation or memory in our mind is because of the meaning that we assign to them. So our beliefs lead to our thoughts. Our thoughts lead to our feelings. Now, this seems really basic in some ways, but it's interesting because sometimes when people are experiencing negative emotion, negative feelings, it feels like it's out of our control. We think maybe we don't control our feelings. Our feelings are just happening to us like we're victims of our feelings because it can be very hard to see where the feeling comes from if you don't slow down and look at it. So for women especially, one of the things that a lot of women deal with a lot is anxiety. Anxiety is a feeling and it's coming from a thought, but Anxiety is an emotion or a feeling that feels very amorphous and sort of thrives on staying unidentified and not really being fully recognized and fully named. So if we can get really clear on what the thought is, then sometimes we can relieve the anxiety. But anxiety often lives in people because they don't take the time to figure out what is the thought that's creating this feeling. So our beliefs lead to our thoughts. Our thoughts lead to our feelings. Our feelings lead to our actions. We are motivated by the way that we feel. We either take action or don't take action based on how we feel. For most people, for women especially, we will use our logic, our thoughts to sort of justify the actions we did or didn't take. But the thing that actually springs us to action are going to be our feelings. And then the actions that we take are what lead to our results in our life. So they're all connected. And that's why... If you are taking action and it's not from an aligned place. So when I say aligned, when most people say aligned, what they really mean is that there is congruence between the thoughts and the feelings that have led to the action. So that is why you can take an action out of anger and you may not get the result that you want, even though the action may have been the right action. So The idea is to get that congruence between your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and then that leads to the result that you most want. And again, if someone has that alignment there, if there's that congruence between all of those things, then the result, they may refer to it as manifesting. So again, all the same thing, just sort of different terminology. You know, one of the other sort of central tenets, theories that I rely on and that I speak about quite freely and frequently, um, as do a lot of people who will sort of talk about similar topics, is this idea that there is a higher power. In my mind, I think of it as God, you know, and I know that's not language that resonates with everyone. So God, the universe, source, all of those could sort of relate to the same thing you might even refer to it as your higher self. So it's this idea that we have this sort of direct connection to this divine higher power. And so some people might call that their soul, their intuition, their higher self. I'm just trying to give some of the basic terminology here so that we're all on the same page. That's sort of where we are with that. So here's the idea. When it comes to love, this was sort of just like general. This applies for anything that you want to bring into your life. If you want to have more money, if you want to change your body, like anything you can sort of follow, you can follow this and that's sort of where it will get you. But since I am a relationship coach, I'm going to keep the focus on our relationship. So the idea is that if you can have beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and then take actions that are all aligned with having a loving relationship, then that is something that will come into your life pretty easily. So 
for the people that I work with, there is something that is out of alignment within that path. And the bottom line is it makes it so that they are not being the person who can have a loving relationship. So most people feel like if I had a loving relationship, if I were happily in love, if I were engaged the man of my dreams, if I were married to my person, then I would feel happier, better, more in love, more giving, more generous, whatever it is. There is this idea that once I have this thing, I will be this way. And so in terms of manifesting, in terms of creating what we want in our lives, you want to approach it the other way where you first become, you first are being the person who has love. And you may think, but I don't have love. Okay, fine. But if you can get to the point where your feelings and your thoughts make it so that it seems as if you do, then it's inevitable that that will come into your life. So when someone talks about attracting If I say you're attracting that, you're creating that, it's because you are being the version of you that has the things that you want. So it's like you're approaching it backwards, but really it's the best way to approach it. You know, it's like whenever we're thinking like, I will feel differently when I have this other thing, we're taking a harder approach because we're waiting for that thing outside of us. And you can never control anything outside of you, right? Like you can only control yourself, your own beliefs and thoughts and actions. And so why why would you even want that to be the case? It's so much more empowering and exciting when it's this way because that means that you are able to change anything in your life. You can absolutely change the way that you show up in relationships and the way that people show up for you when you become someone who attracts something different. Okay? So I hope that this is all making sense. If it's not, let me know. Ask me questions so I can clarify for you. But here's where people get caught up. There will be something within that path. So they'll have a belief that's not in alignment. They will have thoughts that don't support what they want. They won't take actions. There's something between their beliefs, their thoughts, their actions, something that is not moving them towards what they want. So what some people will try to do is they'll want to dig through everything. And that's fine. That can get you there. Meaning if you want to look at all of the beliefs that you have about relationships, that's not a bad idea. If you want to look at all the thoughts you're having, you can go through each aspect to figure out what is holding you back. So let me explain what I mean by this more. I'm just going to give some examples. This is not like an exhaustive list per se. So let's say that you have, you could have something like limiting beliefs. You could have healing that you're trying to do through your current relationships you could have competing commitments competing commitments would mean that like consciously you may want a relationship but unconsciously or subconsciously there's something that you don't want to give up or something that you don't want about a relationship so for example if you're someone who really really values your alone time and you're like i really couldn't handle being with a partner for more than two or or three hours a day. So living with someone just sounds sort of horrible to me, but I want to be married and have a husband that I live with. Those are competing commitments. So that was obviously an example that was a little bit more extreme. Sometimes it's much more insidious than that, and it's much, much more challenging to see. But those are all just examples of things that could sort of get in your way. Or you could be like, I want to be married, but I will not go on dates. 
So there it's like it's not a matter of your beliefs in that situation. It probably is because you have some beliefs about dating, but really you're unwilling to take the actions that go along with it. So there's something sort of in the way, something within your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, or your feelings that is keeping you from having the relationship that you want. So one way is to sort of go through all of that and like up level in each area. The other way that you can sort of approach it is to step into a different way of being. And so that means that instead of trying to go through and like pull apart all of your thoughts and see where everything came from, you just become a person who has thoughts and beliefs and actions that are in alignment with what you want. So I'll give you an example of what this might look like. You might ask yourself, if I were already happily in a relationship, like, and you're going to think about like, what's the ideal relationship for you? So for me, for example, I knew I wanted to be married. And so for me, it was like, if I were engaged to a wonderful man, that would have been like what I really wanted. That would have been exciting for me. So it's like, if I were happily engaged to someone who was wonderful for me, like, what would I think about when I first wake up in the morning? What would I eat for dinner? What would I do? Just like all of these things, like operating from that place. You know, you sort of have to decide, like, is this the sort of thing where I do need to do some healing? Because if there's like a lot of things that you're holding on to, a lot of anger, it's going to be hard to skip over some of this. But if you've done all of that and you feel like I am really ready, I'm just not there yet for some reason because my person's not here, then this is a probably where you're getting stuck is that you're still not being the person who has the relationship that you really desire. So, you know, this is where people get stuck. A lot of times with manifesting a relationship, what people know is I need to get really clear on what I want. And that is absolutely true. You've got to get really, really, really crystal clear on exactly what you want. And the way that I encourage people to approach this is not by focusing on any objective qualities, but fully focusing on the subjective qualities. Objective qualities are things like his height, his particular job, how much money he makes. If he has blue eyes, those are objective qualities. Subjective qualities are things like kindness, trustworthiness, playfulness, adventurousness. I don't know if that's a word, how adventurous he is. Those are subjective qualities. What a lot of people will do is they will create a list and it'll be pages and pages long and it'll be almost entirely objective qualities. And then they don't understand why they meet someone who seems to check everything off their list, but is so not the person that they want. And it's because you're focusing on the wrong things because The objective qualities are really just about like what you're sort of looking at. It's very surface, actually. If you want a relationship that actually lights you up, then what you've got to focus on is how do I want to feel with this person? What kind of feelings am I going to have when I'm with him? What does he inspire in me? What will I inspire in him? You've got to get really clear on the essence of the relationship. So... Let's say that you've done this properly and you actually are clear on the essence of the relationship. But then what happens is that you may meet someone who meets the objective qualities that you've always been interested in. And instead of maintaining your standards, which should be very high in terms of those subjective qualities, that kindness, that trustworthiness, all of those things, 
you lower your standards and you don't realize it. This is so key and it's really overlooked far too much. This misunderstanding of what standards actually look like because your standards of those subjective qualities should be so high, like way up here. And what I see is that women will meet someone and he'll have some of these external things that seem really good and they're so unhappy and unfulfilled. And I want to clarify, I'm not saying here, you know, oh, it's wrong to want someone who has a lot of money or it's wrong to want someone who's really handsome. Of course not. It's perfectly fine to have someone that you're crazy attracted to and who makes you feel safe and protected. Totally fine. But you see here, even just the difference in the words that I use, because it's like, what are you actually looking for? Are you looking actually for someone who has wealth or are you looking for someone who makes you feel safe and protected? Maybe someone who makes you feel provided for. Is it that you really need someone who is six foot three and has blue eyes and brown hair? Or is it that you just want someone who you feel wildly attracted to? The language makes a big difference because when you are aligning, when you're getting in alignment with something that you want to manifest, then it makes a big difference if you use words that evoke a feeling. It is a very different feeling when you can say to yourself, as you're manifesting someone, we are so attracted to each other. When I look at him, I just want to smile because I think he's so cute. Versus, he is very handsome. He is 6'3", and he has blue eyes. It makes it more, cold isn't the right word, but it's less connected. It's going to be less connected to your heart and to your feelings. And therefore, slower to manifest. Because we're trying to get alignment between all those things that I described earlier on, right? So when you can use words that are going to evoke more feeling, then you're just doing it that much better. So yeah, what we really are going to be focusing on in Date Like a Duchess is getting super clear on what your standards are, making sure that they're really high, that they really are going to support you in creating the relationship you most desire, and that you can be the person that can attract that. So, you know, it's one thing to sort of know what you want. So let's say that you do get all your standards figured out and you're able to do it exactly as I've described. The thing that still is going to matter more than anything is that you have to be the person that can draw in someone with those high standards. You can say in your mind, this is what I want, but you never in your life meet a man who fits all of that because you're not aligned with it. You are not the woman who is going to inspire that from someone. So this is really key. And I know that can sound kind of harsh, but we don't have to tiptoe around it. We're all adults, right? So it's like you have to be the person that can draw that in. When we are manifesting in a relationship, the woman is the magnet. So this is why I never encourage women to pursue a relationship because you are calling in your person through your feminine energy. And so when you can have high standards that you can really get behind and hold them and hold them with a really sort of steady, even energy, that is when you find that it's like reigning men and not just reigning any kind of men, but reigning incredible men who want to care for you and want to take care of you and who make you feel so happy and who you have so much fun with. Because here's the thing with manifesting, with understanding how to be the woman who has the relationship that she wants. It doesn't have to take a long time. You know, I think we sometimes have in our minds that 
everything works in this really linear way. And so we have to take baby steps. We have to go from dating a guy who's a little bit of a jerk to a little bit less of a jerk and then like on and on and on. And then finally we start dating decent guys. But that's not the case at all. You can absolutely go from someone who's struggling to someone who is in a new relationship very quickly. And so actually when I manifested my husband, it was right at year's end or it was really in like the beginning of the new year when I decided, I decided, I was like, this is the year that I will meet my husband. And I set that intention really powerfully. And then I was able to so fully step into the energy of a woman who had that, you know? And so it was like, it wasn't just that I met my husband. It's that everything in my dating and relationship life shifted. I went from someone who had really struggled with relationships who had really struggled to feel respected and cherished and loved and adored in relationships to like just swamped. I don't want to say swamped because that sounds negative, but like my dance card was full. I could have had a date like every night of the week. It was like there were men everywhere. And the way that they reacted to me, the way they showed up for me, the way that they treated me, the way they wanted to take me out, the kind of dates I was going on, everything shifted. At the time that I met Kobe, I was dating, I think, four other people. And so it wasn't just like, I'm going to manifest my husband. It's like I manifested men to choose from. And then I got to pick my person because I became this powerful magnet, right? So it was like, I just had all these wonderful men in front of me. And then I could sort of say, this is the one who I feel is right for me, knowing that he had already chosen me. So there was no struggle in moving the relationship forward. There was no chasing for me. There was no me needing to come forward. I just got to say like, this is what I want. This is what I don't want until everything lined up really perfectly. That's really what I like to help people do is to step fully into that energy. One of my clients who's actually going through my breakup program, we spoke and right when I was speaking to her, I was just like, I know what we need to do to get you into another relationship if that's what you want. Like whenever you're ready, I know how we can get you there because I could just sense. I was like, it's not far off for you. And I know that you think at this moment that it is. And I want you to just drop that belief right now because that's not the truth. The truth is that if you are ready, he can be there pretty quickly. And so this was um, mid-October that I was having this conversation with her. And she just messaged me a few days ago, Tuesday, I think, saying that she has a boyfriend now. You know, she had met this guy and she had been telling me about him and how great he was. And it was that she had gotten stuck in some of these patterns that had her standards really low because of her last relationship. And so when she was able to sort of recognize them and step into this other version of herself that felt more empowered around relationships, she was able to call in a boyfriend that quickly. So it just doesn't have to take a long time. So there's really no need to wait because what happens is you're just going to wait and then you're going to look back and be like, why did I wait? If I had started working with Crystal, you know, three months ago, maybe I'd already have someone in my life by now. So if you have been feeling called to work with me, if you want to hear about some of the options available, send me a private message and we'll talk. Otherwise, I will speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.